Welcome to Nice Work, a podcast of the Super Nice Club. I'm your host, Todd Brilliant, and today's guest is none other than the impossibly talented and magnetic Brandon M. Weber. He of the underrated movement and the community program Mind of Creatives. Brandon is a uh, theater and film artist who is dedicated to making works that break down the stereotypes within the ethnic diaspora. And uh, you know what else Brandon is? Brandon's a gem. He's a joy and he's one of the very, very rare things that our world needs most of all. Brandon's a leader and one with heart and one with vision. You know those uh, podcasts where the host just talks and talks during the intro before finally finally getting to the commercials, before finally getting to the guest that you're waiting to listen to? Yeah, we don't, we don't do that. Brandon, Brandon Weber, welcome to Nice Work. Glad to have you on. What's Thank going on? Thanks for having me. You know, it's just a day's work. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? Where are you? What coast? Where? What city? Yeah, I'm in New York, so it's 3 o'clock. Uh, I actually just got off of a, a call a couple minutes ago, so I really was working until right now. <laughs> until 3 o'clock. It's about time to hang it up. Um, so, hey, I have done – I mean, there's just – I'm trying to think of how to introduce you. But there's just – there's literally too much. I, I've interviewed a lot of guests, over 100 guests now. Um and a lot of them are crazy talented. They're, you know, they, they do a lot of different things. But I can't even with you really because there's just – I mean, I, you're just going to have to introduce yourself, I think. Like what you're all about right now because if you add it all up, it's just too many commas. Yeah. So let me try to sum it up for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my name is Brandon M. Weber. I'm a curator based out of New York City. Um, I've been in the entertainment industry for, well – practically since I was born and I do a lot of stuff in front of uh on the stage and a lot of things behind the scenes so I produce direct choreograph a songwriter um and then I sing dance act and teach so yeah it's all the things all the things and you're really passionate the thing that turned me on about uh what you're up to is one you do all that stuff which I think is great. Uh, but really, you have also a strong desire to use all those gifts to teach, to uplift, to better your community. That's part of your personal mission. Yes. So I have a company called Underrated Movement. Um, we're a community identity business. So pretty much what that means is that we repair the community through art. Um, so... That's just not in the U.S. That's also overseas. So I recently came back from Nigeria in November and we were teaching of various uh, amounts of different art fields to the kids and adults out there. So we had modeling, we had music production, um, cartooning, uh, acting, dancing, all the things. <laughs> all the things. And it's such a difference maker. We partner with our good friends, Nakiv Art, at the uh, Nakiv Valley Refugee Center in Uganda. William Butala, I hope you're listening. Also a podcast guest and friend. Love you, William. And the arts, teaching the arts to these young kids as well as adults, the amount of self-confidence in getting to know themselves and the ability for these young people to learn how to tell their own stories 
yeah. with their own hands and minds and bodies. I, I know it's really tried to say it changes lives, but it, it it changes lives and communities. So you were in in Nigeria doing something, I think, uh, in broad strokes, similar. What were some of your big takeaways in terms of just seeing people being able to acquire these skills and, and tell their stories? Well, Nigeria, specifically Lagos, is really known in the entertainment industry. Um, a lot of people don't know that, but if you look at Afrobeats, it really grew in America. Um, if you look at Nollywood, everybody knows Nollywood. It's a very, very particular type of acting style. Uh, but being able to teach uh, the kids and adults there, kind of like more of a Western take on everything, their minds were blown. And seeing the excitement in their eyes really brought everything together and made me feel good. And then I was like, are y'all sure you were to learn this? And they're like, yes, please, more. It, it was just amazing. And then also them asking questions. I think that was the, like, their particular questions were very pointed mm-hmm. um, and very particular. And I think that was the biggest thing because a lot of them are not beginners. It's not like they're learning from the ground up. They are actually in the entertainment industry and they want to take it to the next level. And so they're asking the questions that's going to elevate them going forward. And they have a fair amount of um, production facilities in place there already. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. They they do have a lot of places um, to perform. Obviously it's not how we would do things in America, but they do have those spaces and they're building more now. A, A lot of people, what they don't realize about Nigeria is Nigeria is one of the richest you know, countries in Africa. And so they have a lot of money. So like there's, I want to say thousands and thousands of mansions being built right now. And it's like million dollar mansions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So a lot of people are like, oh, Nigeria, that it's going to be everything small scale. I'm like, no, they have, right. They have the room, they have the space, they have the money. It's just, they do things differently. They operate differently over there. And so being able to bring some of the westernized ideas to them they're like oh that makes sense why didn't we think of that i'm like of course you wouldn't you're not following it like day to day you know what i mean you're not here day to day you only see the final product so they know how to get to the final product just they don't have all of the tools that they that to enhance it do you have the feel? I'm just curious, you know, because you see these industries grow like um, you said Nollywood, but like Bollywood, right? Over the years, we've seen it grow and grow. And now the movies coming out of there are amazing, even to us, right? Korea is making some of the best shit in the world, yeah. period, right? Uh, the stuff in China is coming up and coming up. What do you see in terms of efforts to get Nigeria into that circle? Yeah, um, in regards to film, I think it's just the, it's more of the acting approach. It's either very comedic or it's very tragic. They don't really have a middle ground, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but they are trying. Uh, They are trying. And so I also think they need other storylines. So that's where their Western ideas need to come in from. But even the countries that, you, you know, the the countries that you mentioned, I study them more than I study what's going on here in America. You know, mm-hmm. I study Korea, I study Japan, uh, I study India, the Philippines. I study those countries and what they're doing because sometimes they're elevating what we're doing here in America. 
I totally agree. And they don't, they aren't as boxed in by the traditional three act structure or hero's journey that we take as like, it's the only way that you can tell a story. It's not. There's cyclical stories. There's other ways. There's other frames. Especially the Chinese, the way they write their fiction, which is, you know, fiction stories are source material for so much film. And then we watch it and we feel like, oh, I don't know. It felt different. Yeah, because it's not the same exact pacing that that we're used to, right? And you dive into those films and you get used to that new pacing. At first, it might turn you off. Oh, I don't like uh, Korean movies. You're like, you got to give it a second. It's like listening to a new genre of music you know nothing about. You know, you don't know how how the, it typically builds and swells and, and tells its story. As a screenwriter, I find it super interesting to dive into these other types of storytelling. It doesn't mean that I can replicate them because they're so different to me. But I'm right. like, God, if I could just kind of soak in some of it, right? Did you soak some stuff in when you were in Nigeria that it's going to bring back to your music, oh. to your performance? Yes, yes, definitely. Nigeria loves, like I said, they're known for Afrobeats, okay? So they love high energy. Yeah. And what that inspired for me was that, okay, it makes you feel good. It makes you look at a different perspective because a lot of the music here in America is not so positive or it's very just party. But party doesn't mean like uplifting right it just means right. that it just means they play in the club or they play at a party um so definitely that and then just their take on life honestly like they're very positive people they're very hard workers i, I feel like people don't understand that the nigeria they they have some hustlers out there okay they have like four or five six seven jobs <laughs> and they're all ceos of their own right. company. So it's it's taught me a lot. It was like, oh, I need to work even harder than what I'm working right now. So I was reading somewhere that of all the immigrants in the US, the Nigerians are some of the most successful. Yes. Um, and they also have, and I know this gets a little, people think of this kind of weirdly, but uh, they also have brains that excel at strategy and mathematics. Yeah. And it puts – you know, and you say like, oh, well, that sounds a little bit, you know, like racist or whatever. Like, no, we've been talking about the, the Ashkenazi Jews for 100 years. There are different groups of people that have – that are just culturally really good at certain things. Yeah. Right? And the Nigerians are really good at things that set them up well for business excellence. Yeah. You know, we have the stereotypes of like the Nigerian phone scammers. Throw that away, folks, because that's has nothing to do with what we're talking about here. We're talking about a people that are – wildly successful at their business enterprises, which makes me so interested as I was prepping for this podcast in when are they going to just own film? Like if they do yeah. some really cool Afro future stuff or just whatever their story they are, like are there's trying. potential. Yeah. They actually are trying. So um, so what a lot of people don't know is that Disney UK actually partnered with an African company, um, Kugali Media, and they do have an Afrocentric animation that's coming out or that came out already and i actually met up with the owners of the company and i was like hey i want to work with y'all in the future and they're like yes because the uk was great but the uk you know they do things a little differently as well and their audience is very particular so yeah (laughs) so they want to get more into the u.s market which i think is smart um because the film looks dope so they they are trying it's just 
it's hard and America is not there yet when it comes to Nigeria. That's just flat out. Like we still have a lot of stereotypes that we need to get over. And then trust me, I was physically there, y'all. And I'm telling you, <laughs> it's not what you think. Okay. So if you have any questions about Nigeria, let me know because I was there. So <laughs> speaking of questions, folks, everything um Brandon's got a lot of Instagrams. Uh, but he's also got the, the smart link tree. So we'll have links to all this stuff in the show notes where you can find – and you should. You got to check out Underrated Movement. You got to check out Brandon's music, dance, the whole shebang. Just take a few minutes to check out what he's up to because you're listening to him right here on the podcast and it'll it'll flesh it out a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. Oh, and before I forget, real quick, I want to make – I wanted to make this at the top of the show, but I've already – we're already 10 minutes in. Shout out to Gino. Alfonso. Gino, yeah. Gino, thanks for connecting us. Yes. You are a star. Speaking of someone who's a hard worker mm-hmm. and is is going to end up making his name in the entertainment industry more and more all the time. Oscar. Big believer in you, Gino. I really Oscar. am. Oscar, yes. <laughs> so let's talk about um, real quick. What, what are you doing with music right now? Are you are you putting still putting out singles and and, and I... performing? I am. I just released a single. Yeah, I just released a single called Smooth. Um, My music persona, their name is Estrella with the three. So that means star in Spanish uh, for people that don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But music right now, what I'm doing is, yeah, I'm just releasing a lot of singles and really just trying to build my repertoire so that way I can um, relate to different markets, especially going overseas. I want to do that a little bit more. I mean, I want to be able to relate to different audiences. So that's pretty much what I'm doing right now. Yes, I am recording. Yes, there's singles that I have done and have completed years ago and I still have not released. We're not talking about that. We're talking about that I'm also making more music. So <laughs> so you have your own vault going already, huh? I do. I've had, I have a lot of songs that's already done my producer yells at me joy hi joy beats um they like why is this not out and i'm like i i know we should put that out but i want to work on this and they're like ugh, brandon so so yeah so that's kind of what's going on with music and also right now i'm actually collaborating with joy and then um and a nigerian artist named imaxi mm-hmm. and we're trying to release a little you know a single slash maybe an EP, I don't know. Uh, but we're, we're working on that as well. And Vinci, Ooh. also, let me uh, shout out Vinci as well. Another <laughs> collaboration? Yeah, he's another oh. producer on it. So And then SOS, what's up? He's like the manager of a maxi. Um, and he helps out, especially with Mind of Creatives as well, the back end and getting stuff together. So, yes. So singles and something with collaboration with Nigeria. So you're gonna be you're gonna be like at that pivot point between the U.S. and, and Nigerian entertainment industries, aren't you? I'm trying the future. I'm hearing it. I'm, I'm trying. Hearing it. Yes. <laughs> you mentioned Mind of Creatives. That's another thing that you're doing, which is also really cool. Yeah. So Mind of Creatives, uh, practically okay. So let me kind of give the backstory of how it came about. So during the pandemic. I obviously was not working as an actor um, and entertainment kind of came to a halt. So what was I doing? I was live streaming and I got paid to live stream. And during that time, I gained a lot of fans, both in the U.S. and overseas, 
One of those countries was, of course, Nigeria. And I started hosting a lot of different events like talent shows. And uh, one of my good friends, Marshall, he was like, hey, let's collaborate and do like a joint event like Nigeria and U.S., So we did. It went really well. We did a couple of those. And then we were like, ha, wait till the pandemic's over. We could do it in real life. Well, we did. So now that's where Mind of Creatives comes about. So I have Marshall, um, Deji, and then a lot of the different artists like Whitney, um, Choice Sincere, Andre Lambertson, Cortland Tate. She's a huge videographer and um, cinematographer. We have uh, Zadie, Shaquana. All of them are helping out by giving the kids their talents and showing them the ropes of like how they made it and in the industry. So that's what we're doing with Minor Creatives. Is Minor Creatives mostly in New York right now? So actually it's mostly in Nigeria. We want to bring it to New York and we want to bring it to LA and we want to bring it to other uh, parts of the world like Asia and like I said, um, the UK, so on and so forth. I think it'd be great in LA LA is, it's, it's big. It's a big city like New York and it's always changing and the creatives here, you know, are always moving around, right? It's like yeah. all the expensive cities, being a creative in an expensive city is a, a creative endeavor <laughs> yes. in and of itself, right? Like chasing rent prices and in, in different parts of the town and things like that. But right now I'm here, I'm in LA and I can tell you it's a good place right now. There's a vibe. It's, it's starting to hum along. It's not affordable at all, just like New York. And yet there's still people doing cool stuff. So if you can bring Mind of Creatives out here, uh, if you can connect with organizations that are here, like um, Heal LA Foundation. Yes, Heal LA. organization. I, yeah, I really oh, am trying to them. connect with them. Yes, I'm trying to connect okay. with them. Okay. So Heal LA Foundation, please reach out. Um, but I want to I wanna educate, especially young people i mean adults as well but i want to educate young people because you know i've been in the industry for a very long time but i wish i had the tools and the connections back then so it can make it easier i feel like a lot of people do not do that like they they make it and they kind of just forget and i'm like i don't want to do that i especially if they're you know poc i'm like you need to have these tools Okay, because the industry has changed drastically since the last, you know, 20 years, even the last 10 years have been crazy. We don't even need to get into what AI is doing to everybody in every industry, whether Mm -hmm. it's artificial songs, (laughs) artificial scripts, artificial artwork, you know, everything. And it's, it's... it's a tool, right? Like anything it else. It is a but tool, you- but it's it's competition now. And actually, yeah. my my new single, uh, Smooth, um, one of the Nigerian artists I know there, Shamsum Dean, he actually made the cover art for me because he was like, he okay, so you know when there was the trend where everybody was getting the AI pictures done, yeah, yeah. you know? Yes, and I'm guilty of it too. I'm like, I look younger. This is great. Exactly. I'm like, oh, that's good. Smooth, yeah. yes. Yeah. So he... He was like, oh, these look great. He was like, I guess I'm going to be competing with AI now. Um, and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And so then I was like, dang, he's right. This is not good. So I was like, hey, do you want to do the cover of my next single? And he was like, sure. And he did a dope job, okay? So let me tell you, Pixel Ronin, 
y'all need to reach out to them. But um, yeah, and then also my, my friend Destiny, she's worked on a couple of my covers as well, but I am scared for them because... Hold up though, so Pixel Ronin, is that the uh, Instagram? Yeah, they just made their Instagram and stuff like that, but it is his company, um, and he teams up with Mind of Creatives. Um, he was okay. our cartoonist and digital art um, designer that was that was teaching the kids out in Nigeria. And he was also Mr. Nigeria 2022. Just oh, yeah? There. Yeah, which people don't know, but Mr. Nigeria nope. competitions are... I did are, not know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Miss America who? Miss Universe what? No, Mr. Nigeria is like known there. <laughs> is there a swimsuit competition? They have everything. They okay. they're competing for their lives literally. <laughs> oh no. I yeah. can go so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been great. So I really want to bring my creatives to LA, to New York, to Atlanta. I'm actually partnering with AGI, um, and we're going to do some work sh- workshops out there. Um, AGI is a, a company, a management team. They manage a lot of kids, and I've actually worked with them um, in the past for a music video I did with Tiffany Evans and Jawan Harris. Yeah, we just want to train the kids and get them to you know, their next level. So she's had people that have been on Broadway, uh, a bunch of TV shows, stuff like that. So... Y'all, I'm trying to I'm trying to teach. That's all I want to do. I just want to teach and give back. Okay. So if you're in New York, LA, Atlanta, major Chicago. metro area, yes. yeah, Singapore, and you think this sounds cool, just 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 the idea of bringing in creatives to I'm going to rip here, educate, nurture, and inspire innovators. Yes. If, if that just sounds good, and you don't even know like who you know, doesn't matter. Reach out to Brandon. And say, this sounds good. What can I do? Because you probably know somebody who knows somebody that can help make this happen. So don't just listen to this and go, oh, that sounds cool. I love it. If you love it, pause. Get involved. Come on over. Yeah. Yeah. Just just get involved. (laughs) Uh, I know it's a hard thing to do. I know we all have a lot of things we care about. We all have a lot of things we're passionate about. But at some point, if you stop and just pick one, and just get involved with it, the quality of your life shoots up. And you know what's cool is you also slow down time. You do, Mm -hmm. I'm telling you. Because here's how. Because right now, most of our days are on a cycle. Like we wake up, we do our thing, we get done doing our thing, we cook a meal, we go to bed, and and the days just whip by. Monday's Wednesday is Saturday is Friday is last week. When you get involved with a community of people, and you have to start like slotting in and doing things and being part of their schedule and it gets a little erratic. All of a sudden, you're breaking up your days in new ways and it makes them longer. It makes your days stretch out and they're not so cookie cutter. You have an erratic pattern and that is a beautiful thing. It's called life extension. I mean, I know that sounds goofy to some of you guys, but it's a true thing. And the way you can do that is by getting involved with cool efforts. that are outside of you and that are bigger than you and that you can't control. You know, they control you a little bit. Like You got to give up a little bit to get a lot. I'm rambling. Point is, if you like the idea of creative energy in your community, Brandon and Weber will help you make it happen. Oh, thank you. End of my spiel right there, right? (laughs) So, hey... (laughs) What are you what's what's getting you excited right now in the creative world? Musically, artistically, uh films, books, like what's some stuff that's just blowing your mind? 
Well, actually, I want to bring it back. Uh, we were talking okay. about like forget like that how... question then. Jeez. No, no, no. I, I, it's going to answer the question. God. It's going to answer the question. I promise. <laughs> um, you were talking about how like there's a different narrative of like writing and different styles of writing. Um, so actually, one show that I produced here in New York is called The Art of Killing It, and it's a BIPOC murder mystery comedy. That's more in an immersive world where. Unfortunately, New York is not 100% there yet of having a lot of immersive pieces. But in the UK, it's a huge thing. Like, everybody's trying to be immersive. Everybody wants to interact with the audience and stuff like that. So that's something that I'm really interested in. And I'm working on a couple other pieces right now with my mentor, um, Stanley Wayne Mathis. He's a Broadway legend. Look him up. So I want to do more immersive work for theater and I mean I don't know how we can really do it with film but as close as possible (laughs) I would love to do that as well so that's kind of what's grinding my gears right now in a good way not in a bad way in a good way with music I want to go back I want to start adding live instruments and music because I Mm -hmm. feel like we rely too much on the machines and now I agree like you said, AI is uh, coming after us. It's starting to uh, sing. Okay, why is it singing? Why is it making beats? No, 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 no. They have a whole competition, by the way. I don't know if you know that. There's a whole AI music competition. <laughs> no, I do. I'm, I'm pretty aware of what's happening, you know, and it's, it's true. But I agree with you. I mean, everything you're saying with what's getting you going is kind of a reaction to the – whether it's AI or just digital. Like you go out – to a club in LA and it's cool. The electronic music scene is just going off in all sorts of directions, right? And mm-hmm. each DJ comes on and they have their their different bag of tricks. But if somebody drops a little like, I'll just be generic, like Donna Summer in the middle of it, boom, the energy just triples. And it's, yeah, it's because some people get it, but a lot of people are early 20s. They don't know who the hell Donna Summer is, but there's real instruments there. Yeah. And they hear that. There's a huge difference in, in, the, in the sound, in the cymbals, on the drums, and everything that kicks in. And there's a connectivity there that we just get. Oh, real things again. Like it's yes. a wake-up call on the whole dance floor. It's just like, <laughs> whoa, real things again. Boom, boom. And that's not to dismiss the other music that the DJs are putting out there, which is also super connective. It can be super trancey. It can bring a whole crowd together, right? It is not. But – Man, I think we're jonesing for the real stuff, for yeah. real bands. Yeah, because right? right now I, I work, um, I help out uh, with Telsey & Co., which um, produces a lot of Broadway shows. And one of the shows is MJ the Musical, and I'm very connected over there. And I get to hear the live music every night and like jam back to Michael Jackson, who is my favorite artist of all time, okay? And that's why I'm like, we need more of that. Also, I went to uh, the University of the Arts in Philadelphia. We're very known in the jazz field. Also, New Orleans, (laughs) where I'm from, right? I'm I'm used to that, and we're not Mm -hmm. getting that in today's world. And even, there's not even enough jazz clubs or live music institutions that are even putting on shows and stuff anymore a lot of no, it COVID, is just covid you know, shut a lot of stuff down and yeah. also you can put on a dj thing and people are going to show up no matter right. what they'll put down 20 30 bucks they'll show up because they got djs if you put a uh, a band down yeah i don't know if i like the band you know it's so it's a lot higher risk for the venues to have right. live music 
than it is to bring in a DJ you've never heard of because you'll know like, oh, it's hip hop night. It's cool. Let's go. Yeah. And you kind of know what you're going to get. I'm being general. Of course, there's a big difference in the quality of DJs. I am not saying that there's not. <laughs> but like when you want to go out on a Friday night, it's a lot lower risk to go to a place that's just rolling DJs exactly. than it is to a place that has bands. And I think that's such a bummer because I don't mind going to see a band that I don't like because I just like that they're trying. Yeah. Right? I'm always the oldest dude in the room too now. So it's like oh, funny. Stop. Oh. <laughs> no, it's true. And I don't mind because it's if, if, if everybody's connecting, there's joy there, then it's great. Which is what you were talking about, about the immersive experiences, right? Mm-hmm. That's also the same thing, getting people together, real life and interacting. We're all wanting more and more of that. Yeah, because the pandemic put us apart. You know, that's why I was live streaming because I was like, well, I literally cannot go anywhere. So I need to have human connections somehow. So, you know, that became like my main source of income. And then I was like, oh, I'm doing a lot of I'm doing like a lot of activism right here online. Let me start doing this like with events and stuff like that so people can feel connected. And so now that we're out of the out of I'm putting that in quotes, uh yeah. pandemic, now it's time to actually do that in real life. Actually start connecting more with people and our surrounding. I'm gonna challenge you listeners. I'm gonna challenge each one of you this coming weekend or the next one. If you have plans this weekend, cool, whatever. Go do something live. Get out. And, and like, so live to me is live theater. Doesn't have to be some huge production. Can be community theater. Can be like the high school down the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, comedy clubs are, are in every town and they yes. always need you. The comedy always. clubs always need you. Do some live entertainment. Support some live entertainment. And of course, the bands count. Even if it's a genre you don't care about. Like, I don't care about folk music. I'm sorry. I know that offends a lot of folks, but I don't really care about, I'm not going to go out of my way to go to see a folk show. But if I do end up at one, I'm always think it's rad. Like, oh, look at that. It's playing like a washboard or some shit, like, you know, whatever <laughs> it is, you know, that's cool because the, the, they're into it. Mm-hmm. People on the stage are into what they're doing. And when you find somebody that's passionate about the thing that they're doing in real life, I, that's always inspiring to me. Like yeah. always. Also, there's so many, like, even if you do see like the only thing in your era area is a folk show, nine times out of ten it's a fusion. Oh, we're hating on folk shows now. No, no, but I'm just I'm saying. Sorry. No, I I I'm not hating. I actually like folk. But if it was if it was a folk show, nine times out of ten it's a fusion of some sorts anyway. So it's not really just folk anymore. It's it's like folk pop or folk hip-hop which is a thing so (laughs) so just check it out just check it out see what they're doing don't go with the stereotype of what you think it is because you really don't know and you can learn a lot from it there we go that's the way to put it exactly just go in and not thinking that it's going to be this certain experience unless it's like a death metal band then you're probably just going to get and that's kind of cool too you know it's a thing it's a thing yes all right, so we did Minded Creatives, we did your music, we did Underrated, and there's a lot more to it in terms of your personal experience. You've done a bunch of, uh, I saw your, uh, what was it, South Pacific little piece on Instagram? Oh, yes. <laughs> beautiful, man. You've oh, got thank pipes. You. you can sing. I watch a bunch of music videos too. It's all great. Are you going to have a, are you going to tour it all, or is that just impossible to do? I would love 
to tour. However, yes, it's kind of impossible right now just with managing the company um, and my clients yeah. and stuff like that. It's kind of hard to do that. I have to plan months in advance. But eventually I would love to do a tour, especially with the artists I do know here in the States, um, which I know a lot. So, but one day, one day, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> well, collectively, I just think that all the stuff you're doing is definitely, you know, we, we try to ask people at the, at the club, at the club, at the Super Nice Club, just to try to make the world or their world like 10% nicer, right? Right. It's a pretty small lift, but some days it's it's a heavy one. Like I know for me some days, like being just a little bit nicer, I'm not having it. Like I'm just in a shitty mood and if you cut me off in traffic, you know, I'm going <laughs> to let you know. Um, unless I'm wearing a super nice club hat, then I'm kind of like, oh, okay, I got to just wave and smile. <laughs> I have to represent. Um, but just the, the reason why so many of the people on this podcast are musicians and creatives and filmmakers and actors is because I personally definitely believe that bringing the arts to the forefront within communities is one of the best ways. People don't get deeply committed to and involved in the arts and then end up being hateful assholes. It's They can be. There are. It happens. But in general, getting dipped in the arts makes you 10% nicer just right away. Do you yeah. agree with that one? I do. I do. So what are you seeing right now in your artistic community in terms of are you feeling like we're moving forward into a nicer world or are you feeling like the challenges are bigger than they've ever been? Like, what's the reality right now in New York for you? I feel like it's a bit of both. Um, and I think the reason why it's harder to be, you know, super nice <laughs> is because, you know, people are coming from the pandemic and, you know, some people rose above like myself and some people did not. And so people want to make their money back and that's all they're mm. focused on. And money is dangerous, you know, because it is, you know, it provides your livelihood. But at the same time, you know, sometimes you can hurt people along the way. So I think that artists right now, we need to get back to actually doing the art for ourselves and for our communities. I think that's the biggest thing rather than, oh, I'm going to take this job because it's going to provide me money. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's not the that's not the purpose of us doing it. That's not what we train to do. That's not what we are trying to bring to the communities. And they can read it. They can read if we're faking it, you know. So, yeah, it's true. When you're an artist or creative or whatever you want to call yourself or be labeled as, you're you're often two people. You know, one is this artist who wants to create and tell the stories that are important to them, right? And the other is often, for many of us, this commercial creative who works and wants to get paid. And a lot of the times, the second one eats the first one so that the first one can eat. Yes. Which, you know what I mean? Like to put the food on the table. So yeah. there's often a battle between these are my personal values. This is what I want to do. And then I also need to use my skills to make some money. And that's always can sometimes feel a little dirty. It's constantly challenging. There are a lot of people out there listening to this going, oh, man, cry me a river, tiny violins, right? <laughs> but it's real, okay? And, and we all have our different battles, whether you're in a creative space or you're not. You know, you might be doing something in your job that you don't really believe in. Like maybe you're a – you love uh, – um, what are, that's an example. You're a geologist. You love, you love rocks. Turns you on. Rocks make you hard. 
or wet. I won't be sexist here. The job you get, the job you get is for a petroleum company. That's what's putting the food on the table. Be like, I don't believe in the oil industry, but I get to travel the world checking out these cool deposits. Right. So you're making a trade-off. Like, and that happens all over the place, right? Right. And within the creative community, it happens a ton. I feel like it's with everybody. But I mean, I think a lot of it, it, like you're saying, it's a trade-off. It's a give and take. Now, I'm very much about, like I said, I love being a creative and I love, you know, telling certain stories and and so forth. But at the same time, if I am telling a story that I do not feel 100% about, I have to negotiate for myself. Of what's going to make me get to that level to where I can appreciate mm. it, right? So, yeah. for example, I was on a tour, and a lot of people on the tour were not so fond of the tour. It didn't really make sense to me because it was a great tour. It really was. But some of them were not. A lot of them, I found out later on that they didn't negotiate their contracts, I did. Now, granted, I was happy with doing the show, period, but I also knew what I was worth. That made me happy throughout the time I was on tour. So you have to fight for yourself in that way as well. You can't just blame it on the job itself. Are you putting in the work to make yourself happy and for you to have your livelihood? Like, that's that's what I think it is. And I think a lot of people just... They just worry about, like, the money, 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 money. But I'm telling you, money comes with other problems. It does. It, it certainly does. And that's a whole huge, bigger conversation. Yeah. For sure. I think everybody gets it, though. You guys get it. When you get past a certain age, you realize all the money in the world doesn't cure your biggest insecurities, doesn't cure your biggest heartache, doesn't cure your biggest self-esteem issues. I mean, God, you look at the billionaires – they're just wearing their low self-esteem on their sleeves with everything they do. Back. They build giant giant penis rockets. They go into space. <laughs> they're working on life extension issues. Like they're just the worst. You know, you know who I'm talking about. I don't mm-hmm. even name Bezos don't, or You don't Preston. have to name it. No. Yeah, you know. All the money in the world and you're still just a tiny little person. Anyway, we wrap these up. The guest gets to offer a challenge, the super nice challenge. And what that is, is just throwing something out to the listeners, something that they can do to make their world or the world a little bit nicer. I kind of threw out a challenge earlier, like go see some live stuff. Yours can be whatever. Give yourself a, a manipedi today or go to your neighbor and, you know, see if you can help them. But just something, a little something they can do. A little challenge from Brandon M. Weber. Yeah. So my challenge for y'all is... uh When you do treat yourself sometime in this next week or so, clock it. And then I want you to think about how you can give back to your community. That is my challenge for you. So when you receive something where you're pampering yourself or doing something good for yourself, think about how you can also implement that for your community. Okay. I love it. I love it. And also along those lines, maybe ask yourself, what is your community? What does Mm. that mean to you? And I I don't have the answer for you, but uh, what's your community? And can you expand that community? Do you feel part of that community? Maybe you need to find a new community. You know, sometimes that happens. Uh, All right. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. And then lastly, we flip the mic. You get to be the host for a second. And uh, you get to ask me one question, any question. Woo. Okay. All right, so Todd, (laughs) 
what what are you looking for forward to this year? Like, what is your what's interesting you in this in this year? Like, what are you looking forward to? Oof, that's a big question. Um, I'm looking forward to things that won't happen, but I can be idealistic. Like, you know, people being sane um, and not being so just easily thrown into these stupid little left, right, black and white, divisive. You know, we're getting channeled into such a crazy caste system, not just in the United States, but everywhere. Uh, and we're going willingly. We're going very willingly and stupidly. And I, I just wish that kind of stuff would stop. I wish that, you know, there'd be a, a, a lot more listening and a lot more accepting responsibility for where we're at. That's my biggest thing. Because I don't think we get better until we accept responsibility for why we're at a certain place. You know, mm. Super Nice Club doesn't get into politics, but you could look at either side, whatever you want. I'll just... It's easier to pick on Democrats because they don't get as mad. Sorry. Or they don't get as mad at me for whatever reason. Although I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. We are where we are because of the things and the choices that we do and the people that we elect to represent us. And they often make choices that or do things that are contrary to our own personal values. Uh, but we put them there. Mm. Right? So take some responsibility for things that happen as a result of the people that you put into office. Doesn't mean you should necessarily feel terribly guilty, but go, oh, yeah. I am responsible for that as well. It's not just Trump or it's not just Biden or it's not just this. We blame everybody, but we never blame ourselves. You know, especially if all you're doing is going to vote once every four years, that's the height of your community participation. That is a low ass bar, okay? And you do not get to stand up there and say, but I voted for the right person, so it's not my fault. Yeah, it is. If that's all you did was vote every four years, it's you're, you're part of this problem too, okay? So in the next year, I would love for, you know, 350, 400 million Americans to wake up and figure that shit out. On a personal level, I've got some scripts that are cooking and uh, I would love to start shooting one. Shout out to Elena Huffman, actor, and to my partner, Dr. Sidney Savion for our project, The Helmsman. Yeah. Uh, we are really cooking on that thing and I, I expect it to get funding and to get to shooting this year, uh, you, you're you're familiar with that project a little bit. I am. Thanks to Gino. Um, Thanks to Gino. <laughs> and uh, also looking forward to finishing a handful of other script projects right now that I'm working on. Whether or not they sell, you know, when you write something, when you write a song, when you record a song, even if you stick it in the vault, even if your uh, manager gets mad at you for that, <laughs> it's still very fulfilling. Yeah. It's incredibly fulfilling. Is is selling something fulfilling as well? Yeah, but it fulfills a different part of you. And this is to what you were talking about earlier. So every time I finish a script or help someone else, because I also uh, script doctor for other folks, it feels good, man. I get to put that on the stack, right? And as long as it's an important story that needs to be told, because that's where I shoot myself in the foot financially, is I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, work on some bullshit story. Right. I just, I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to participate in putting that out into the world. It's just not my thing. And there are more bullshit stories than not bullshit stories when it comes to, you know, the LA entertainment world. Uh, I'm just looking forward to more opportunities. And then lastly, and I know I'm taking up way too long here, I'm looking forward to talking to more people like you. I try to meet uh -huh. one new person every week, usually in the real world, like over coffee or tea or whatever the person's drinking. But I started the podcast during COVID. It's kind of a surrogate. Chance mm -hmm. to reach out to people that I otherwise, you know, wouldn't get a chance to reach out to, especially because I live in a very, uh, uh, how do, what's the delicate way to put it? 
it's not it's a very I live in a very rich white part of Los Angeles. And so the community here is very narrow. I got to leave my area every time to get out and see and it's also old. Right? right. And those three things kind of tend together, rich, white, and old. <laughs> they kind of come together. <laughs> um, and uh, so I got to move around town to meet like younger people. I don't care what 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 race or, or where they're from, but just younger people that are doing cool shit. Because yeah. younger people have the energy. They're still – they haven't gotten jaded so much. Everybody's a little jaded. You're a little jaded. You know, you've done enough stuff. You get enough promises broken. You get a little jaded, right? Yeah. But great music comes out of that, Right. So it's, you know, it's a trade-off. You it's make some uh, lemon out of lemonade or, or the other way around. Lemonade <laughs> out of lemon, for Christ's sake. Anyway, hey, so Brandon M. Weber, listen, folks, Brandon's doing really cool stuff that is all heart with talent, all right, which is a, a great mix. Uh, it's an attractive mix. It's a valuable mix. So take a look at the show notes. Check out what Brandon's up to. And think about the sort of beautiful idea of what Brandon's trying to put together. And think like, do I like that? Do I want that in my community? Can maybe, you know, Brandon and Brandon's friends help me get something going in my community and vice versa? Uh, if the answer is yes, then yeah, reach out. Make something happen. Because um, you should. You should be making something happen. If you're not right now, now's the time. Yeah, I sound like some weird guru cheerleader that. <laughs> anyway anyway so hey brandon thanks for being with me today yes. thanks for being with the club welcome to the super nice club thank you thank you for having me <laughs> of course man and there you have it brandon m weber a human with heart vision smarts and soul uh you know take a look at the quote-unquote leaders and celebrities clogging the headlines and find me one with those qualities Good luck. Good luck finding a leader with heart and vision and smarts and soul. Well, you got one here. You found one today. I hope you enjoy this conversation. I hope you're having a great day, making the world a little nicer. And I hope that if you weren't a member of the Super Nice Club before listening to this, you know that you are now because this podcast is actual audio propaganda and hypnotism. You've been jumped in. So welcome. Welcome, new friends. We love you. And until the next show, whenever that is, stay nice, everyone. If you wanted to be nicer, then you could lend a helping hand. If you wanted to be nicer, then you could see your neighbor's band. If you wanted to be nicer, then you could put away your clothes. You can teach everything you know And all we ask is that you just become 10% more nice And 
chances that you just become 10% more nice And all we ask is that you just become 10% more nice And all we ask is that you just become 10% more So bad, big deal.